0: Well, it's a new year and usually with that comes a whole bunch of new habits that we want to bring in and usually some old ones that we want to get rid of too, right? So today's podcast is going to help us do just that. This is kind of the Islamic version of how I bring new habits into my life. I've done it for probably at least 15 years, this particular um, secret method that I kind of use. And I taught it to, I don't know, hundreds of women who have used it as well. So I'm really excited. I don't think I've ever talked about it on the podcast here yet. So new year, new me, that's the hashtag that's circulating, right? But the truth is at any time of our lives, we can start a new year. And I just put that out in, I think, an email to many of the sisters today. Allah can move mountains in your life. And no matter what is going on, you can use this formula to totally take control and change your life and add new habits and get rid of old ones. It's a really cool formula having to do with reducing friction and increasing friction. And if that sounds a little too science for you, no worries. I'm going to totally break it down with real life examples of exactly how you could do just that. Get some new amazing habits into your life and get out some old ones. Let's get started with the podcast and find out how we can change it. Make your best year ever. Come to life. Assalamualaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. I'm so happy to be back with you all, and you know what? It is the beginning of a new year, and I'm really excited that I'm here with you. And I don't think that I imagined. Um, mindfulness of being where it is and in the position that it is. At this point, like I said to you guys many times, we just serve so far about 500,000 women in over about 137 countries every day meeting new and beautiful sisters who are just looking for other women like themselves, um, like-minded women to grow and thrive. And that's what we do here at Mindfulness. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. We've had so many new women come into the podcast. if I haven't formally said it. Welcome to the podcast. We're excited to have you here and be part of our community. We have tons, by the way. A lot of people don't know all the things that we do. And our website is at wwwmindful Muslimah, nuslima um, In the show notes below, I have put a ton of free things that are going on this month. I'm very excited. I really wanted to welcome the new year in and make you guys kind of feel like you have something to get excited, excited about because I know last year was a bit of a difficult year and I think, you know what, everything is just what we make it. So I wanted to share a couple really great things that we have down below. We have a free marriage class that's opening January 25th, inshallah, viz and ta'ala. It'll only open for five days, but when it does, get ready. So it's really, really good. We just revamped um, our our class. It'll teach you how to find a spouse. Um, by the sunnah, inshallah, all the red flags to look for exactly what to do, what not to do type of stuff. And we have a waiting list for our marriage challenge. We have a secret prize worth $400 to Amazon cards, gift cards, and coupons for everyone that attends. Down below, there's a link for that. And we also have an ultimate guide to seeking a spouse we put it together after maybe about a year and a half of working with you guys in research and now we have kind of like a formal um ebook that you can download for free definitely check the link below we have a waiting list for the amount of fitness weight loss challenge so one of the things that's really hard for women every year is losing weight and we know that but amana fitness if you don't already know her she's phenomenal um, amina from Amana fitness i mean and uh, she's going to come on and show us how to finally break those bad habits in 20 um 21 in terms of like fitness and health like to actually get them done and and you know get off the the, uh, the situation that we've been in year after year, month after month. And so I'm excited about that. We're going to be talking about habits today, but those are more particularly, um, for fitness and she'll be on live. And so you can get like a free, um, it's a thrive open event. Usually you guys know all my thrive events are closed, but this one is a thrive open event. Very excited to give away tickets for that and for free and to get into our book club, just so you know, it's starting the end of February. A lot of women have been asking me when the next one is starting, Um, Actually, by the way, if you are in our current book club, the January 3rd, just in two days, um, the author of Divine Secrets of Love is going to be on. So excited. She's coming on our book club. I always try to see if I can get the author to come on, and she did. So Alhamdulillah, agree. So we will see her on January 3rd. If you're in the book club, do not forget to, uh, to be a part of Sunday's uh, meeting. And lastly, a lot of women reach out to me weekly. They just need someone to talk to. I have 15-minute free discovery sessions, and the link for that is below. You just find a time that works for you, and we can chat about um, something. And I make them very, very beneficial because I make sure it's like very focused, and you walk away with something every time, insha'Allah, vizn'ta'ala. So yeah, that was a lot, but those are all the free goodies that we have for you guys down below. Didn't want you to miss those at all. All right, so let's get into habits for 2021. Like how can we actually have better habits this year? So I have this formula that I use every time. It's a no fail. It really, really is because it's it's built on really, really sound um, kind of like backed studies of things I know people do, but actually like I've just done this for 10 to 15 years. This has been like my steady way of approaching new habits, any new habit. And um, if you're in Thrive, by the way, I have this in a PDF and a downloadable, and you can get that in the vault. But for everybody else here, I'm definitely going to share that with you today, because I want everybody just to start a, 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 the new year right. And most people think creating new habits and losing old ones, are it's a hard thing to do. But it turns out that it is less about the big moves that we do and more about the small and consistent ones that we do. And you know, consistency is sunnah approved. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says he loves the consistent deeds. So I have a big secret that I've learned a long time ago that I use to create new habits. And the big secret is that creating new, a new habit means something very simple. And I, I know it sounds like maybe a new word to you or, or a weird word, but I want you to get used to it because it's really important. And you're not going to realize like how much this has to do with your life. Creating a new habit means reducing friction and stopping a bad habit means creating friction. I'm going to say that again. Creating a new habit means reducing friction, getting rid of some friction. And stopping a bad habit means the opposite, which is creating friction on purpose. You're like, what is with the friction? Are we in like (laughs) <laughs> what what unit of science are we in with the uh you know the movement and friction vocabulary? I'll get to it in just a second. I'll explain it's really, really powerful and I want you to know how you can use it and make just these teeny teeny moves and just so you know, like spoiler alert, I did talk a little bit about this in one of my um, morning routine podcasts a little bit, but I'm going to definitely elaborate on it here in Shavez. All right, so step one, and now i'm going to mention seven like a seven part cycle, but the truth is some of it is like really so easy, like you'll see like one and two are very, very basic and like and by the way, all of these might seem obvious, but let me not not all of them, some of them, but what I want to say is, and this is the big kicker it they might seem obvious, but how many of us? actually do them. See, that's the thing. I've talked all the time in this podcast about some item or another, and women are like, oh my gosh, I love when you talk about this. But then like, how many people actually do that thing to create that change? And that's what I want you to ask yourself. Like, yeah, I totally get that, know that, but do you do it? <laughs> that is the big difference between women who succeed in these things and women who don't. So as you're listening, I want you to ask yourself, like, am I doing them? If I'm not being super honest with myself, how can I get these things as part of my my new repertoire in 2021? Okay. So number one is anything I want to change it involves a reflection process. So Um, for example, in COVID-19, I spoke to you guys a lot about how, like, as a a homeschooling mom, I had to change my schedule, like, a gazillion times, and I teach women all the time, like, don't be afraid to change your schedule, so, you know, we're like, oh, for the year, this is gonna happen, this, this, and this, so about a month into the year, for example, this year, I noticed that my schedule was, you know, just, it's been efficient, it's worked for me for 10 years, like, doing the same type of thing, I'm not, like, keeping the same boring schedule, but the same type of a structure let's say but with COVID-19 this year I just noticed that my children with the lack of um, interaction with other children usually we do hook up with other families and stuff like that it was just really hard for them and the lack of movement, because a lot of things are closed, normally I would take them out to this event, or this park, or this museum, like certain things were just not accessible. And I noticed it was just not working with me, kids. So I had to just change my schedule like a couple of times, I would say, within the first month. And then I changed it completely like the second month, where we flipped it upside down, and I did stuff that I thought I would never agree to. Like for example, I don't do a lot of free time in the morning, I do a little bit usually, and then I do dive into regular work because I find if I let it go too long, the day kind of just ends up a hot mess. So I like to keep the mornings, like have a little bit of free time in the morning, then go straight into work, have a break, do some more work, have lunch and prayer, and then finish up and the day's over. But you know what? That's always worked for me, but guess what? I had to just be realistic that it was just not going to work. So I don't know what your, your situation is at home, whether you're working from home, you go out and your kids go to school. But my point is you might have a basic thing that you have done forever and it has worked for you. That is not working right now. And let me tell you the difference between somebody who is going to have a successful 2021 and somebody who is not, it's the person who can recognize when things are not working. My children were antsy. They were not focused. I realized I had to flip also there was an issue where like we were gaining a little bit of weight because of the lack of movement. We're, we're a very, um, healthy family. We exercise and my kids are even in some sports, but it didn't matter. So we ended up actually putting exercise in the beginning of the day to get that blood pumping and get everybody kind of like wanting to get engaged in the work and also to keep, um, physical health front and center so that we can make sure that the day didn't leave us. And we didn't have that in our, our day. Cause we knew it was always um such a foundation for mental health and yes children need mental health as well you guys might have seen me on my ig post with my daughter in a little um on our bow flags like she's doing the little bike thing type of thing and and having the kids we have a trampoline in the back we have bikes we have they go to um kickboxing classes, like we get them, it's like non-contact because of COVID, but we get them to just get their blood pumping and we want to make sure that they're doing things. So reflect, number one, is reflect on the new habits you want, the unhealthy patterns, and anything that you might have been doing, even if it usually is going well, that's not. So I want you to think right now, have you really taken the time to really reflect, not just like, oh, this sucks, this is definitely not working this year. I mean, obviously that's the case for certain things, but really reflecting on why it's not working, getting to the depths of it. We realized that the lack of movement and the lack of emotional interaction, social interaction was really what affected our children. We even had to literally stop school one day just to take out a chart and talk about our feelings, because I could notice that it was really affecting them. And I just want to say one more thing for parents. It is not normal for children to learn on a computer all day, and it is not normal for children to be separated. I know I'm using a lot of examples for kids here. I'll definitely move on to other things if you don't have kids. No worries. If you're those university students or career women with without kids, I get it. Um, but I just want to point this out because it is something where moms are being really hard on themselves right now on kind of the chaos that's going on in the house. And I just want to take a moment just to talk about that. And yeah, so in general, if you're in university and things didn't go so well with your studies, I mean, hopefully you're on a break right now, right? You know, you'll enjoy that break. You guys deserve it. Um, but jumping back into the next semester, how could I do it differently? Like, what definitely did not work for me with my schedule? What could go better? And um, so reflecting is a huge piece. Number two, Asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for sincere help. I think we sometimes skip this step. I don't know why we think it's not like people think like, Oh, of course Allah's gonna help me. I'm being good. I'm praying my prayers on time or maybe I'm not praying my prayers, but I'm not doing those bad things that I usually do and da da, da. you know, I'm just giving examples that I hear women say. But the truth is you have to and I have to formally Go to Allah and ask for help. And sometimes it'll be once, sometimes it'll be multiple times, but making that actual effort to say, okay, Allah, I know you talked to me in Islam about reflecting. I'm actually gonna even, in addition to that, reach out to you and talk to you regularly. And a lot of women talk to me about their disconnect from Allah Penna with Adam. And so the last thing I want to say about number two is if you're disconnected from Allah, just ask yourself, how often do you talk to him? And I'm not talking about robotically from like a book that you're just copying methodically. I'm talking like sincere conversation. When you, when you know someone well, when you see them a lot, when you hang out with them a lot, when you're spending time with them and it's earnest and sincere. So let's think about how we can get closer to Allah by creating that time. And I actually have it penciled in my schedule. Not like penciled; it's actually more like pendant. It's just part of my morning routine. So I don't have to think about it. I know it's going to happen every morning. And that also keeps me consistent, right? Okay, so number one was reflecting every new thing I start with I do with reflecting and that usually involves a pen and a piece of paper either me brainstorming or me making like a t-chart where there's like the left side on this side before like this now after like this I want to do this whatever it is that works for you um, definitely reflecting number two asking Allah wa ta'ala formally for help it's really important Now let's get into the fun stuff with the friction, right? So we're going to talk in points three and four on how we can reduce friction because we're trying to create new habits here. Um, I will mention increasing friction if you want to, you know, do the opposite, which is what we talked about before, which is stopping a bad habit. But for now, let's just focus on the reducing friction. So let's think about what small moves will complement what we already do. So let me tell you two things or three things maybe that I added to my repertoire this year, my, my habits from like last year I wanted to start to do. One of them I just started or two of them I just started from last year and another one we started my husband and I together in drama one. So one thing was I realized I never stretch enough. I was getting a lot of stress and tension because I realized just from literally not stretching I'm not really a stretcher I definitely exercise and I definitely go for like certain types of like acupuncture and those types of things that relax you but like at the same time I didn't actually like formally stretch enough. And I knew that because I was going to my acupuncturist and she was just like, your muscles are tighter than usual. You need to incorporate regular stretching. And I'm like, Ugh, when do I have time to stretch? <laughs> like, so what I did was I realized that there was times where I was doing something where I could incorporate stretching. So for example, in fesher time in the morning, I'm already on the floor. I just prayed fesher. I'm on the sujeto, right? I could easily just extend my legs right there and stretch to the left a couple seconds or whatever, a minute or two, stretch to the right you know, flip my body this way, flip my body that way, even if it was just five minutes, if I can get a full 10, that's great. But if I can get just at least five minutes of regular stretching every day, that is so much better than no stretching at all. So I really, um, I reduced friction by, I didn't create, I didn't say like, Hey, let me make a new time in my day where I'm going to start to stretch. Like how unrealistic would that have been? Right? So reducing friction means finding opportunities Where you're already doing something similar to something that you wanna start to do. So for me, it was like something physical, and I was already physically on the floor. I would have to be on the floor. Like, when would I be on the floor any time of day to do stretching? Well, when I'm praying, or maybe, you know, when I'm doing this or that. So that's what I figured worked for me, right? Another one was I wanted to um, hydrate myself more. I am a coffee lover, and I don't know about you, but like, I'm a bit of a um, coffee snob in terms of like, I really love like real. Um, like European type coffee like I don't want to like drink instant coffee I want some really good quality I'm pretty picky about which ones I buy but the thing with being a coffee drinker which sounds really nice is obviously it's not so great for your body let's just be honest it is probably the one thing that I enjoy that is a is a vice in that way but um you know at the end of the day it is um It does create inflammation in your body, let's just be honest, and too much of it definitely hydrates you. So what happens is I realized I needed to hydrate, like counter all of that dehydration from the coffee and drink more water. And if I was really honest with myself, I did this in one of my reflections. I was reflecting, hmm, why do I feel like this or that? I definitely need more water, right? So I said, how can I create uh, you know, reduce friction, make it easy for myself to drink more water because I'm not naturally inclined. I love water and everything, but I probably will not drink as much as I should. So I said, all right, well, every morning I usually get up and I do X, Y, Z. And right after I pray, I move into the kitchen. So I made it where I have like the kettle right there, where I just press it and I put the water in and I just start it up. And while it is I'm heating up, I go and I move into Quran. So I made it as I'm naturally gonna gravitate towards the kitchen anyway, because that's where I sit down um, to read Quran. So right there is the coffee pot, might as well, um, excuse me, the kettle, might as well just put on the water right there. So that shift from one room to another was definitely an easy move for me. And then I went like a bit heavier and I said, okay. Because what I do is I, I just warm the water up and then I pour it into like a mug and I squeeze lemon in it with some cayenne pepper. And this is like a morning thing. And um, sometimes if I feel adventurous, I will add some um, apple cider vinegar. These are all just like great things for your body. And, you know, just like a little bit. And then, you know, drink that warm because I like warm things in the morning, like hugging me. That's just me. Maybe somebody likes something else. And then and then I'll move into later like a smoothie and coffee. But the thing is um, just doing it that way or even if I just have like a water bottle that gets set in a certain place where I know I'm always going to sit there and I make sure I always put that water bottle there it's more likely I'm going to drink the water than if I had to go across the room across the house like think of how could you think of reducing friction as how can I make it easier for me to do that thing and that's actually what happens when when things are easy for us to do they become habitual and that's what you want so the first one was um the first part, excuse me, number three was reducing friction. I was giving you one example by um, considering small things I can do. And I actually naturally moved into number four, which is changing my surroundings. So like I made sure that like I had, um, like I said, my kettle right next to where I was going to be like actually physically moving things into other rooms so that it's easier for you. Think about it. So for example, in my house, we have a Boflex and we bought it during the COVID period because they showed, they closed the gyms. And we were like, I don't care. We have to invest in ourselves. This is money that maybe like we normally wouldn't spend, but we're going to do it because we know our mental health is dependent on our physical health. And that's why so many people are suffering. So we made a point to buy the Bowflex, And I said, look, to my husband if i put this in the basement i'm never going there i have to reduce friction i have to make it easy so i put it like in the dining room between the dining room and the kitchen and it's like the craziest place to put it but guess what this is where i live i'm here all the time so i know that so i i end up jumping on it like probably 75% more than i would have if i would have had it in the basement where these types of things usually belong so i just wanted to say that like Changing your environment and doing small things that complement other things are definitely ways to create new habits. And I'm being very realistic with these suggestions, guys. You don't hear me doing like earth-shattering suggestions. That is on purpose. The reason I'm able to, you know, add so many new habits to my life every year, I add a new thing um, or I take away another thing. That way, I'm like slowly climbing the staircase, hopefully towards Jenna Elfred House. So we're trying; they'll accept it with their intention. And um, I do this also with my spouse. So one thing I wanted to add before I move into the last part of what I do is is actually number five, I guess, which is support. So my husband is my support and, and I'm his as well for working out, but also for Ibadah. So we also encourage each other to work out every day. He makes a space of time for me, I make a space of time for him. The other thing is we wanted to in Ramadan incorporate even more things that we do together or that we do for the sake of Allah. So we made a point this year, like every year, like I said, we do something else. Um, last year it was to make sure that we always communally pray all the prayers throughout Ramadan, and that's what like is, If we're in the house, we're praying them together. We're not praying them separate. I know people go into different rooms, and you know what? You get twenty seven seven times reward when you're doing it in a group. So why would we deny ourselves that reward? We thought it was irresponsible of us, and so we made that point to come together. So the other thing is after Ramadan. So like after Ramadan is when everybody kind of like starts to fall off. My husband and I like no. We're going to support each other through this. So we decided to pray X amount of raka'ah um, after uh, Isha prayer. So after Isha prayer, we always get together. We put the kids to bed. We jump back on the prayer mat together every single night without fail. And we pray additional raka to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we make niyah for them, right, to be like as a as a night prayer and we do this all year so that we felt like we weren't we didn't want to be hypocritical that we were doing x amount of prayers in ramadan and then outside of ramadan it was so much less we wanted to increase so inshallah ta'ala like we, we do this together all the time so our physical health, our spiritual health, these things are things that we constantly encourage each other. And I can't wait to see what we decide on this upcoming Ramadan together to add to what we're already doing. So, number five is support. Let me, and we have only two more that are these last two are really important, but they're really small. And again, just super small. And again, if you're a Thrive member, this is all in a PDF in the vault. Like you guys know, I always make you guys notes on stuff that I talk about. I know you're so busy and it's so hard. And that's why we have the Thrive community where I can make sure that you guys get all those additional resources. And for those of you who keep asking me, um, Thrive is closed and it only opens maybe once or twice a year. We're going to open it up again right before Ramadan, I'm very excited to welcome uh, more of you into Thrive and the sisterhood that we have the global community. So number one was to reflect. Number two was ask. Number three was to reduce friction by considering just small moves, like you saw my little like from fesher to stretching. And number four was to reduce friction by just changing your environment, by putting things closer to you in the room that you need them in or moving them out of a room is that's the way actually. So this is, I'll throw in my bonus here we're creating new habits, but if you want to get rid of old habits, um, it's to create friction. So likewise, if you want to stop doing something, you would make it harder to do. So like if I wanted to stop doing the Bowflex, I would put it in the basement, right? Because it'd make it harder for me to do. Let me give you one with like TV and social media. If you're like, not that you probably would do this. I know no one wants to do this, but if you took like the TV and let's say the TV you were watching and all the time and you were like binge watching Netflix and you wanted to stop yourself, you could unplug the TV every single time. Or you can like unplug the Apple TV, or like you could just do make it super annoying to have to watch the TV. Now, yeah, you could gravitate towards the iPad. I mean, like you could do whatever you want if you really wanted to. But my point is, you make it harder for you to do that old habit that you want to get rid of. That's the secret for that. Okay, so moving into number five with support and number six and seven. So seven's a fun one, but six is really important. And I would say, again, the difference like reflection between the person who's successful and who's not. Keeping track. I track my progress. It takes three to five minutes a day. And if you don't have three to five minutes for yourself, then you are definitely cutting yourself short. And I think that's kind of sad if you don't have three to five minutes. And if you say, oh, but you don't know my schedule, you don't know this, you don't know my life have you seen my schedule you'd be shocked at how much I do in a day and if I can't fit something I wake up three minutes earlier to do it it's as simple as that my teacher taught me a long time ago if you really want to do something you'll make time for it know you really will like she wasn't even playing around with me she was like dead serious and she just like looked me straight in the eye like did not like crack a smile she's like you will I'm like, okay. But she was right. And she actually is my inspiration. She she does so much for the sake of Allah and for the sake of good for everyone. Alhamdulillah. May Allah make all of us those have uh, renewed intentions and good intentions and to, to constantly purify ourselves. And so, yeah. Okay. How do I track myself? Every morning, I'm looking at my planner. And at the end of the day, I'm looking at my planner again. My planner is Full to the brim with every minute accounted for it and you might have heard me in other podcasts talking about how I manage my time I'm not going to go into that now but yeah beginning of day end of day reflection and as I lay my head on my pillow like how did the day go what could I have done better let me try to do it tomorrow I might turn and like write it into my planner because I don't want to have it in my mind so I can peacefully sleep and that's it now number seven is reward yourself on your wins celebrate so I think we don't celebrate and pat ourselves on the back enough for all the good that we do so definitely definitely if you're working this hard you definitely deserve to celebrate and so i encourage you to do so so once again number one is who thinks they can remember right pop quiz no i joking Reflect. Number two is ask. Number three is reduce friction by considering small moves. Number four is reduce friction by just changing some of the surroundings in your house. Think about even now in this podcast. Like, I don't care if you're driving in your car, you're walking, you're sitting in your house. Like, what could you do in your natural environment every day to switch? And do things a bit easier that you know you want to incorporate in your life. Um, and number five, support. I have my husband. Maybe you have a friend or you have a sister. Whatever it is. And we have the Thrive community, right? If you don't have support. So I know a lot of women, they don't have that support. And that's actually why we do have Thrive Muslimat. It doesn't matter where you live. There are women that can connect with you at any hour of the day online and then number six was to keep track of your progress i do it with the planner beginning and end of day you can do it any way you want you can have an app on your phone like whatever works for you and number seven celebrate all right so i'm so happy i could be with you at the beginning of this beautiful year may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it extremely beneficial for you and make it your best year ever. I will talk to you in the next podcast guys. Don't forget to check all the links below for all the free stuff we mentioned in the beginning and I will talk to you in the next podcast. As-salamu alaykum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.